listen, failure is not failure. It's just a lesson. So if you would also look on your bad days as what is this here to teach me in this business? How can I be better for having experiences as opposed to I'm a failure? And let me tell you, stop comparing your progress. Welcome to Radical Clarity with Yetende Shorters, where we discuss ideas, strategies, and concepts to support you in getting radically clear on your next level so that you can step up to the best versions of yourself for purpose, self-mastery, and living your best life now. I'm your host, Yetende Shorters, and I come to you with 20 years of experience as an international publicist, an NLP master certified coach for women entrepreneurs, a brain-centric instructional designer, a wife, a twin mom, and a bona fide foodie. I look forward to you getting radically clear on your purpose. Shall we begin? Did you know that only 17% of the global population lives in countries that have seen increase in freedom over the same period? Well, today we're talking about freedom and we're talking about how to keep and get freedom in your mind uh, and physically and identify what your core values are and create that next level of your life. What does happy look like to you? So today I am talking to my girl, my friend, Rochelle. We call her Roro over here. And I'm, you know, I was trying to think when I met Rochelle and I believe it was like one of the times I just moved to Miami, maybe 2006. And there was some events with a host of lawyers or something. And I was, I just, I met her then just, just a ball of sunshine and energy. And so I picked this topic today, one, because Rochelle is a happiness coach. And for me, um, freedom is one of my core values. And I wanted to tie in kind of what freedom can look like for you as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, whatever that is, and how to connect it to happiness so that you live the life that looks like your next level, being free in mind, physical, financial, and so on. So Rochelle, welcome to Radical Clarity with Yetende Shorters. I always feel like only God and you know yourself best. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to our audience. Who is Rochelle? How does she help people? Tell us more, please tell us more. Hi. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love the name of the podcast. It's incredible. And so I like to say I'm a happiness expert, a best-selling author, international speaker. I'm a global trucker esquire. I fall back in Miami and I spread real road chill worldwide. I live outside the box and I color outside the lights. So and, and most importantly, I am a child of God who wakes up every day. And my main mission in this world is to be of service for God to use me until he uses me up. So that's me in a nutshell. First of all, she said Esquire. For those who don't know, that means attorney. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's the least interesting thing about me. <laughs> but yes. she's fantastic at what she does in living life in a joyful and happy way. And... We'll, later we'll get into your book, but I want to ask the first question is one, what does freedom mean to you? And when was the first time you actually genuinely felt free? Hmm. So freedom to me means being unapologetic, you know, living life on your terms, living in alignment with what you feel peace about, right? Peace for me is my number one value. And so the first time I felt free, I think I've felt free since I was a little girl. 
You know, I was always extremely bold. I am the only child. My mom and my whole family really created an environment where I was able to make decisions that made me happy. They really championed my happiness. It was really about, okay, how do you feel? What do you want to do? So they empowered me from a really, really early age to be uniquely me, to live life on my own terms. It was never you have to do this or you have to do that. You know, of course, there were parameters with education, but in terms of my joy, they always championed it. And I remember always feeling really, really loved. And I and I just felt super supported. You know, everything I did, I was always like cheerleading. And it was, you can do it and you're the best and everything is possible. Right. So I think that has really formed the foundation for my whole life and how I was raised. I yeah. can't necessarily pinpoint the exact age, but there was right. never a time in my life that right. I didn't feel free per se. Right. right. Yeah. So thinking about your experience, um, obviously the idea that, that those imprints were made from you as a, at a young age, I individually know people that had the opposite, mm-hmm. like, terrifying childhood, still freaking have nightmares about it, and are trying to look at what freedom looks like. Based on your experience as a happiness coach and the work that you do, how can you help someone who just has a completely different upbringing than you Mm -hmm. understand what freedom can look like for them? Okay. So first of all, I'd say you have to have self-compassion. Be be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself. Because what happens is so many people are stuck in their past. Listen, you can't change the past. You can only learn from it and then use those lessons to move forward. And you made the decisions in that moment with the knowledge that you had then. That's it. It's unfair for you to use your 35-year-old self or your 28-year-old self and judge Yes. This knowledge, just seven year old you, right? So first I will say forgiveness. The next thing though is you have to get still and get clear on what is important to you. What do you enjoy? What do you love? And sometimes you may just have to use somebody else's courage and inspiration for yourself in that moment, which is why I'm a huge advocate of one, reading people's autobiographies. I am a voracious reader. You can learn from other people. Success needs clues. Mm -hmm. And I always say, if there's somebody who has accomplished something in this world, it shows that it's possible. Mm -hmm. So it's also possible for you too. So an immediate first step that you could use is that look on people who inspire you or people that you admire. Most people are looking on people and comparing themselves to them. No, use them for inspiration. Think about some of the people when you see them and they are living freely and you think, oh, I would love I to get to uh-huh. What is she doing? So right. you know, I always say my life is pretty much like, it's almost very like robotic in a way. Like I wish <laughs> the place right. Bible verse. If I yeah. don't post a Bible verse on my Instagram story. I'm just not right. <laughs> All right. I have followers who say, are you alive? What's going on? So what I'm saying is success leaves clues. Mm. You can't even find it for yourself. Right. Immediately, look on your general surrounding. What are some things that, as you see it, it enlivens you? What are some songs that you listen to that enliven you? What is it about the themes of the things that you like that are in synergy and then move in the direction towards that? Right. So when I think of, you know, people who have just been through trauma, right? Let's call it what it is, trauma. And they're in a space now where they're not necessarily there. Then they're trying to get to that next level. 
But those traumas trigger, right? So one of the things I learned from my NLP coaching was whenever you go back to your past, mm-hmm. go there as an observer. You know, I learned that from my my coach is like, you know, because people flash back to the past and they're like, you're in it. it well, you're not going to get over it if you're, you're feeling the same things, seeing the same things. If you can remove yourself out of it. So remembering that when you go back to your past to try to address things, go honestly as a scientist, you're observing what happened. It gives you a more removed view where you can assess the, the situation more objectively. So when you think about freedom and again, you know, your experience is different, right? When you think about freedom in the way you were raised, were there any limitations that you may have observed as you got older? That, that then you thought there were, there were freedoms, but you're like, oh, mm, that was a limitation. Okay. I'm going to switch it. Okay. Can you think of the time? Got it. So I would say when I got to my mid thirties, I've always been very pretty much clear about who I am and what it is that I wanted to do. Right. When I got to my mid thirties, I went through this breakup. And so it was the first time in my life where things didn't go as I planned. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it is a fortunate thing at 35 for that to be my experience. Cause right. I've always had a five year plan, 10 year yeah. plan, 20 year plan, and everything was just going according to plan. Right. until he did it and i'll say at 35 it was such a big awakening and it was so much in, it, it was my ego really like how could i fail like why right. am i failing now and right. this should happen how i want it to happen because all my life it has happened how i planned it until right it is when you're in a relationship with people you can't control somebody else you only yeah. control yourself, yourself. Right. Well, what I will say is that was a time when I finally was like, okay, Rochelle, you have this image of what you are. You believe right. that you should be getting married right now. You should be having the kids. You yes. should be having all these things that you think you need yes. and want. Right. And so when that didn't happen as it should have, as I thought it should have, I had to recalibrate and I had to get clear on what I wanted as opposed to what society was telling me I should want. And I remember the moment when I sat still and I said, do you truly want to be married because you want to be married? Or you is want? it because the world says that women should be married? Women uh, should yeah. be married. Mm-hmm. I had so much fear moving on from that relationship because mm-hmm. I thought, okay, here I am at this critical juncture. All right. these things I believe I wanted, now it is now about to blow up in my face. I really got still and asked myself seven layers of why. Why do you want to get married? Why? 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 Yeah. Yeah. I had to make sense to me. And then I started feeling empowered with the decisions I could make from that point forward. So yes, 45 was my grand awakening. And I will just interject and say that was the best worst thing that could have happened to me. Showed me that in surrender, I could have a life beyond anything I've ever dreamt of. And Mm -hmm. since that point, my life has grown monumentally. And the joy that I have now, it doesn't even compare to the joy prior. And I thought I was a happy person before. But the thing is now, my joy, it is solely because of what I choose and what I know I want for me and my life. And that is where you power lies. Right. So share with me some of those joys. Like I'm having goosebumps because I feel like this is one of those moments where it's like transformative experience. That like, oh my God, mind blowing. I thought I knew, but I had no idea. What were some of the things that happened that just like shift paradigm shift for you? 
So, okay, one of the things was, it's one thing to say you trust God, and I've always, <laughs> had a time in my life yeah. where I did not go to church yeah, yeah, and yeah. school, and I loved it, you know? Right. There were some people who go to church, and they feel like their parents were just dragging them along mm-hmm. and punishing them. I actually really look forward to it, because as an only child, that was when I got right. to see other friends. Right. Right. But all, I'd always heard, trust God, trust God, but it wasn't until I literally had to trust God you know, like delight in him and believe that he could give me the desire. Like without a doubt. Yes. And let me tell you, and when it says like, trust him, lean not on your own understanding. That was huge. That was literally a joy, like multiplied for me because my own understanding is tiny. It is so small. It is so small. So that's what God is possible you with, right? Girl, girl, when, when God says he could do exceedingly abundantly more, that is another thing. God has continuously, consecutively blown my mind. If I was dreaming at level five, he has taken me to level 1000. So some of those things are, you know, like it was just really getting off of my plan really getting off of my plan and surrendering to his and believing the word, believing it, not just reading it anymore, but believing it and living it. And then another thing is now I'm in purpose. I want, mm-hmm. I'm, and I know what my mission is. My mission is to spread more happiness in this That's world. That's period. Any person who comes in contact with me on any day, my interaction with you is something that will take you from where you are to a higher level. I am vibrating higher and it is authentic and organic. It is, you are beautiful. Thank you. How are you doing? Really see people, right? And so what that has done for me, the return on investment, it has made me even happier because now I'm in purpose and people tell every day how I've really impacted their lives. It's more, it's important to me because it's one thing to have joy for yourself. It's another thing to really help bring the joy. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. That's what I'm like. Oh my God. I love, I feel, I feel goosebumps all the way because I know what you mean, right? So when you were talking about midlife crisis, right? 35, I had mine at 25, like oh, legit whoa. depressed, like, you know, I was like 105, some ridiculous situation. And yeah. I was legit like midlife crisis, like, oh my God, I'm 25. I'm not even dating somebody. I'm not, I don't have kids. And then the freedom that I gave myself then was, if it never happens, are you okay? That was a hard ass question to ask myself because I was like, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in Nigeria. Like you can't get no more be married and kids than that. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. They're ready for the weekend parties and like the whole community, you know, 1,000 people show up. So I was legit depressed and just midlife crisis. And then I asked myself, if you never get married, never, like if not, if it's not on the table for you, how would you feel? And I just like kind of reset my life on that and then focused on living in Florida because I had moved from Chicago and my life has literally not been the same just to feel freedom. And it wasn't until I think three years ago, four years ago that I realized freedom was one of my core values. Like my mind needs to be feel free. I need to be able to travel, like feel free travel. So I feel you on the just blown up in your face and you're like, oh my God, what's happening? And then God is like, God always shows out because that's how God works. Like when you let God, God will show off and show out. Let God then, be God. Let God be God. Period. My mom always says, stop trying to do God's work. Do your, stay in your lane. Do your work. Yep. Yes. So, yes. So, 
Okay, so when you think about happiness, right? Mm-hmm. So I, so here's my conflict. And you, you share with me what your thoughts are. I genuinely feel like happiness is like halfway to joy. Okay. So I, I, you know, however you understand it, you let me know because I, I want clarity on this. So for me, when I always think about in terms of that joy is one of my core values too, right? And I'm like, I want to be joyful. I want to feel joyful. I want my clients. I want the people around me to feel joy. Like, how do you define happiness? And and what is your work around happiness that we need to know about? So, so for me, I sometimes I use joy and happiness okay. very like interchangeably. Sometimes, right? To be fair, joy, as most people see it, is a more deep rooted yeah. in your in yeah, your spirit, yeah. something that's unshakable. Yeah. Yeah. Happiness, then, for most people, is something that they think it's very fleeting. But what mm-hmm. I like to say is there are two sides of the same coin. Because the more happiness that you could evoke and create like- and design in your life, is okay. the more joyous you will be. And okay. so the thing with happiness is, I like for people to define it for themselves. It's, it's interesting because I just literally shared this on um, Instagram this morning about creating your happiness. Most people don't even know what makes them happy. So mm-hmm. you can't find what happiness is to you if you don't know what makes you happy. And right. so I wrote my list and I gave right. people an example of some of the things. Okay. Talk I dance every single day. I laugh every single day. Right. Are free. And yeah. people don't realize is that happiness is internal. And so many of us are external focused and externally driven, right? And if you are relying on somebody else to make you happy, you'll never find it. Because listen, everybody's in their own story and their own movie, and you don't know what season you're going to catch it in. So yeah. you have to create it for yourself. But what I will say to you, even just from a scientific perspective, right? A big part of our happiness is based on our thoughts. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? We have 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts per day. 85% of those thoughts, 80% of those thoughts are negative thoughts. Yes. Listen, it kind of makes sense. Through evolution, we needed to protect ourselves. Yeah, yeah. When you were out there living in the wilderness, you had to protect yourself from the bear or getting eaten by the lion or whatever. Right. We don't necessarily have that kind of, yes, we are bombarded by negativity every day, but we need to start renewing our minds. And even to dig down further on the statistics, 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. So not only are you thinking negative things, you keep thinking them over and over again. Right. So what I will say is, if anybody right now, the quickest way to start unlocking your joy, every single time you have a negative thought, think about the opposite of it. What is the best case scenario in that instance? Most of us don't even give us ourselves permission to think about what better could happen. Oh, I'm not going to get married. Oh, but what if you need the love of your life? I hate my job. What if you find the job that of your dream purposeful and joyless already? Because there is an opposite, but we don't even allow ourselves to think it. So Mm. what I'm saying is start, as you said, how you're the observer of your past, be the observer of your thoughts. And you very well have to be, you may have to be very meticulous with it. Maybe on your iPhone, you write it. Oh, I'm thinking about this thing. What's the opposite of it? And you keep replaying those things, the opposite, the opposite in your mind till it becomes second nature. Oh, I'm going to miss my flight. Oh, wait, what if I make it to the airport and there's no traffic? 
because that's also a possibility. Possibility, right? You vibrate on the level, on the wavelength of possibility, everything becomes possible because it is. No, no, I keep having goosebumps when you talk because you just, you just gave me a perspective that I never considered, right? Because obviously with my, with NLP, right? They teach us how to remove negative emotions. And in positive psychology, they always say for every negative thought, I remember my therapist telling me this, whenever you have negative thought, because that was one of the things I used to want to, um, work on, right? And, and I've been able to go through. So thank, thank God. Um, and so they always, she used to say whenever, well, each negative thought, you need five positive. I'm like, that's a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like the negative is so strong. So I love that you said the opposite. Cause that's like a hack. Like immediately negative comes, just immediately go to the opposite. So I love the idea of the coin. Happiness and joy are the same. Thank you for the perspective shoot. Cause I was like, joy. I'm like, I, I want joy. I'm like, happy is like happy with that. <laughs> I, it's the same freaking coin. Like just, you know, today's a little happy, flip it to get some joy. Yeah. And the same yeah. with the thoughts. Whenever you have a negative thought, immediately think about the opposite, opposite. And that helps you see possibilities. Of course. And there are many. They're infinite. That's it. They're infinite. I think we overthink things so much. Like as humans, we think so hard about certain things and some things just don't need that much thought. It is simple, right? So, just try to yeah. simplify your life in, in that way. Yeah. So when you think about entrepreneurs, right? Think yeah. about the entrepreneurs who can't figure out what freedom looks like for them, you know, mm-hmm. either in their time, management, in freedom to enjoy the business, you know, freedom to be themselves. Cause sometimes you have, you, you know, the, the idea that I have to be this kind of professional person to get the contract or have to say this thing. So like, what can you offer? What perspective can you offer in how to get and feel like true joy? I mean, true freedom and joy as an entrepreneur, your okay. way. Yeah. So first of all, I'll say we can't fix what we don't confront. Right. Mm. Just can't. Yeah. And so you started this question by saying they just don't even know. So really, sometimes you have to just be really intentional and think about it. What parts of your business are making you unhappy? Yeah. And I think what happens with so many of us, especially as entrepreneurs, because the businesses are baby, we have an idea of what it should be, what it could be. But sometimes there is freedom in learning how to pivot. Not because you started one way, it doesn't mean it always has to be that way. That way. Right? Right. So cause us unnecessary suffering because we are just right. stuck on the one way that we believe it could be. When in reality, there are so many other ways it could, could happen or how um, problems could be solved, right? So what I would say is one, you have to confront it. You have to be clear what parts of your business are stealing your joy from you mm. and what parts of your business are you enjoying can you delegate? Can you bring people in to help you? Have you even hired a coach or a professional or an expert to give another view? Because you sometimes have blind spots. That's and true. You may be able to say, hey, I realize you are doing this thing, but do you know that there is another way to do that thing? Right. That literally unlocks your time and it gives you more time to do the things that you enjoy. Another thing is spend money on yourself. You have to invest in yourself. So many of us will cut our nose to spite your face, right? The time that you're spending trying to learn to do something, you'll be surprised. The return on investment, if you just invested a little bit more money, say it, to find a solution quicker, which will then lead you down the path of making more money. So you wouldn't even realize you spent that initial money, 
right? So you're investing in yourself. You have, listen, you are your best project that you can work on, period. And That's so it. I, you know, I like, especially entrepreneurs sometimes, I'll say, think about your budget. Think about the things that you're spending money on willy-nilly on. Yeah. Are these things edifying your business, making your life better, lending to your joy, helping yeah. you in freedom? And you'll, you'll be surprised. Oh my God, I spent $200 doing this random thing last week. I could have used that money to hire this for one hour to give yeah. me insight. It's really about shifting your perspective. Yeah. Right? But I will keep going back to it. What is important to you? Because it's easy. And don't be afraid to pivot along the way. Because right. the business that you started five years ago, it has grown. It's like a baby. Once yeah. you're walking and they develop a healthy... You're going to do their own thing. Right. <laughs> you're not going to keep giving them breast milk. You're right. going to give them more nourishment. So what worked for you five years ago may not work for you right now. And listen, failure is not failure. It's just a lesson. So if you would also look on your bad days as what is this here to teach me in this business? How can I be better for having experiences as opposed to I'm a failure? And let me tell you, stop comparing your progress to other mm -hmm. people's progress. Period. Because that's one thing that gets entrepreneurs. Oh, but she has 20,000 followers. Oh, but she's giving keynotes to Macy's. Oh, why? Your gifts will make room for you. And you have to trust that and do your work. And all of us peak in, peak in different seasons. Sherry Lee Ralph is a perfect example. She's yes. And she just won her Emmy. Imagine if she gave up 10 years ago and said, well, I haven't won an Emmy yet, so I'm done. No, she kept pressing forward. So you just have to believe that your gifts will make room for you. There's somebody out there who is relying on you right now to operate as your best self in your business. And until you're your best self, you really can't bring your... That's it. Exactly. That's it. So, so flashback to what you're saying that I think makes sense is one, if you, as you're listening to this entrepreneur, deciding to assess and see what freedom and joy looks like for you is not failure. Deciding to pivot in your business and do something different is actually progress because you're assessing things as they are and coming to a decision that makes sense to this baby that is growing, that is not going to do everything you say it should do. It's like, okay, I want to do this. Like if you have a kid, you could, it's like, I want to do this. You can't be arguing with a four-year-old or three-year-old. There's stuff they want to do that has nothing to do with you. So remember that. Pivot. Yes. It's a good thing. It's not failure. Number two, I always thought about competition as the best version of you you should be competing with. You're not competing with them because you don't know what they've been through. You you really don't know who wrote them a check or not. What are the struggles that they have to go through? What are the specific, you know, personal experiences that transformed how they see their business? You have no idea what they've been through for that level of success. And, and they have no idea for you. So if you can think about, you know, because I, I always think entrepreneurs are, are competitive, right? Mm -hmm. So I always tell my clients, if you're looking for some something to compete with, because you, you your spirit just wants to like, I got to be better. Be better than the version of you that's not even here, right? Yes. The yes. version of you that's like coming tomorrow, like, okay, I want to beat that. Then then that way you're competing to, to become higher versions of yourself. And yes. then finally, what I took from what you said is the idea that experience is the best teacher. And it doesn't have to only be your experience. Other people's experience is also a teacher. And I, I, I'm, I'm repeating this for myself, really. Because I, I be out here trying to do these things, all the things, but myself, <laughs> my, hey, ex, like, 
you you don't have to like it's expensive to be like going through stuff experiencing all the time like it's okay to use other people's experience as the experience you need i will save you time a lot of money energy and just value that you get that you don't have to spend 10 years figuring out exactly. get a coach exactly. success leaves clues Michael Jordan had a coach. He's the best, but he kept being the best because he had people coach him, training him. Greatest of all time has multiple coaches. So what what are you talking about? Exactly. So let's get into your book. How did that come about? And what has been the most fulfilling thing or things about teaching and writing about happiness in your book? So I'll start with the second question first. The most fulfilling thing is the number of lives it has impacted. And so also it has opened doors to me that I didn't even imagine, right? And so sometimes when you're given an idea or you're given a, you're given a, like a mission, you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to do this thing. And who is going to buy it and who is going to support me? But don't even get bogged down with that. Just act. Because at the end of the day, there are 7.6 billion people in this world. You a lot know of people. Who is waiting for you to unleash your purpose, unleash your gifts. So when I was writing that book, I remember it was mostly like a healing exercise for myself. And yeah. in putting these quotes on Instagram and each time I put the quote, there would be somebody who would reply, oh my God, I felt like you saw me crying this morning or read my journal. And so as I went along, I started compiling some of those quotes and I decided, all right, I knew I always wanted to write a book. I just didn't know about what and I didn't know when. I didn't know it would have been so soon. And I remember thinking, I am going to do this project. I am going to bring my full self to it. I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm just going to put it out in the world. Right. And from that space, you know, being authentic writing my story because listen we all have a unique story and so there's somebody right now listening thinking who wants to read my blog or who wants to read my book or whatever it is and you'll be surprised there's somebody right now who needs you to really step into your power so that they could unlock theirs and i always say you are being selfish and you're doing a disservice to the world by keeping your gifts for yourself right because we overthink it Oh, people are going to judge me or what's people, what are people going to think? So what I will say is in the process of writing the book, the amount of lives that I've impacted four years later, I'm still getting messages from people telling me they resonated with them or how it impacted their lives. And I will say the book, once I wrote it, I put it out in the universe and I was like, okay, God, do what you can with it. Just do what you can with it. And it has literally blown my mind. I know you're a speaker now. You are like the book is still selling four years later. Like I'm, I'd be bragging on you just so you know. Like case oh, study, I'm like, oh yeah, Rochelle here, here, here. Four years later, still getting checks. Yes, yes. Impact. Well, the listeners, we have to say, Yetunde did all the marketing for my book. She's the one who put the cover together formatted it so it was beautiful it literally was iron sharpening iron and black girl magic personified and so that's the thing about locking arms with people who believe in you and sometimes people who believe in you more than you even believe in yourself because yep. i remember i yep. thought with the book that i would just only have words on the cover yep. and you're like, yep. 
That's oh, good. That's good. Make that bestseller. All right. <laughs> and face on it. You are too good looking. Yeah. So many people have said that. They're like, oh, I was walking by the bookstore, saw your smiling face. And I was like, she's so happy. I want some of that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So yeah, the book has really just taken on a life of its own. And I'm happy I was obedient to the call. I was yes. obedient to the call, meaning my spirit was saying, write it. And I followed through. And so many of us, we're sitting on these dreams, waiting for this random moment. But I'll tell you, start today. Even if you write one line, just start today. Buy the URL. Just do something because small wins give us momentum for bigger wins. Yeah, I love it. Now, my question for you as we as we get to the spring jam is what surprised you about your growth from, I would say, pre-book to this version of you, what has surprised you about your journey? Surprised me about my journey. Let me think about this. You know, I think it's just the ease with, with which I live my life now. I've always been carefree and very like easygoing and free-spirited, but I have this deep, unwavering, just trust in myself to make good decisions, you know, like, cause I look back now and I'm like, but you made the right decisions up until this point. So you could yeah. still trust yourself. And there are sometimes I will get into my head and think, Oh, but this should be happening sooner. Or why is it not happening that way? And then I just have to just like get still again and really tune in like, okay, Rochelle, how do you feel? What do you truly want? You know, so I have this deep sense of trust. And let me tell you, Yetunde, I look on rejection and closed doors differently. Oh. I bring on the rejection, bring on the closed doors because rejection is what has brought me to this point. And I used to bear failure because I was Miss Winner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I have gained so much through failing that now when things don't go my way, I'm just like, all right, fearless. She can't be this excited to be disappointed. I'm like, well, if you know where disappointment brought disappointment brought me, you right. can share how long this disappointment for me now. Yes. Always like, all right, I didn't get this thing. It means yeah. something better is coming. I love yeah. it. I love it. And then the last question as we head into the spring jam is what did you already know about your freedom in whatever capacity that means to you? What did you already know about freedom, but think about differently now? Hmm. That's interesting. All right. What did I know about freedom that I think about differently now? Hmm. What did I know about freedom that I think about differently now? I don't know. I think I would say freedom for me before was that I had to plan things by the five-year plan, the 10-year plan. I felt, I felt like if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right? Right, right. What I realize now, years later, is that there's magic in the mess. I'm sorry. I have because that's a Twitter book. There's magic in the mess. Yes. I love that. There, that's what. And so the mess is where now I've learned to surrender. Mm. And that's true freedom. Because I don't need to control things for life to be magical and for life to surprise me. So that's where I am now is that I'm just like, I exist and I'm like, whatever life has for me, I'm excited. I'll rise up and I'll meet the occasion. And of course there is loose planning, 
but I'm not so rigid about it anymore. Yeah. Oh, I feel your joy through the screen. So let's just get into the spring jam. What is your favorite childhood memory? Oh my God. On Sundays, my mom and I would go to church and then we'd come home and we'd take a little Sunday nap and like sleep like right in her, you know, like in her lap. But she'd always play reggae music. Freddie McGregor, Peter Tosh, Dennis Brown. And I just remember just that feeling of peace and music does it for me. I play music every single day. It is something about music that just makes me feel so full. And so, yeah, and that was just quality time. My dad died when I was younger. So my mom and I are very, very close. And so that's one of the things I look back because I just felt so loved. And I always felt like I had all the attention in the world. You know? So so, so you know that the reason you play music every day because it takes you back to that moment. Yeah, it's nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Favorite quote? Romans 8. Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good for those who are called by God. Yes. 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 That's it. All things. Good things, bad things, all of it is working together for a God who loves me so much and a God who is for me. Period. That's just juicy. All right. Come on. What does purpose mean to you? Purpose for me is living in God's will, doing things that bring God glory. You know, I'm put on this earth to fulfill this mission. And so my purpose really, and every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, God, use me until you use me up. And so purpose is about making impact, but not only so much about making impact, about feeling proud and also feeling confident in the fact that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now in this season. Yeah. And if I could change one life, that's purpose. I love that. I love that. And last question, what are you currently doing for your next level? Oh, well, I just signed a huge proposal with a company that's supposed to be taking my life to the whole next level. It's going to take me to orbit, actually. And I am thrilled. This happened yes. yesterday. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. I already yeah. feel the yeah. I was, I, I feel I'm excited. <laughs> so I, I took the plunge. I decided I was going to make this monetary financial investment in me because I could talk about spreading road, share worldwide, but there's just so much that I can do for myself. And I realize now I need a team to really get me to the next level. And so I did it. And yeah, I had courage. And I was like, let's go. Let's go. And I, I'm looking forward to it because I know it's going to be freaking awesome because that's Thank just how you. Thank you. So please tell us where we can find you and hang out with you online. So you can find me on Instagram. Well, all social media platforms, actually, as Rochelle Gepair. That's where I am. Awesome, Rochelle. It was a pleasure, honor, delight, joyful, happiness. I love this interview. Space. So thank you. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've just listened to, go ahead and subscribe on the platform and leave your review. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about today's show to our guest, Rochelle Gapier, please head over to Radical Clarity Podcast page and leave your comments and I will follow up with you. Thank you for your time, dear listener. I appreciate you making the decision to listen today. Until next time, I invite you to get radical clarity on your purpose and step fully into the next best version of yourself. I'm Yetanish Shorters, and for now, I'm leaving you with love, 
blessings, and a boatload of productivity desks. Take care and we'll hear from each other soon. Thanks, Rochelle. You're so welcome. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've just listened to, go ahead and subscribe on the platform and leave your review. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about today's show, head over to Radical Clarity Podcast page and leave your comments and I'll follow up with you. Thank you for your time. I really do appreciate you making the decision to listen today. So until next time, I really would love to invite you to get radically clear on your purpose so that you can step fully into the next best version of yourself. I'm Yasine Shorters and for now, I'm leaving you with love, blessings and a boatload of productivity desks. Peace.